What's up, everybody? This your boy, Thomas Dobson, with a new episode of Direct Thoughts. You can catch the podcast on Anchor, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Radio Public. I would like to spend a, uh, send a special uh, thank you to those who have donated to the podcast to keep the content rolling, to keep me motivated because I, I love doing this. I love sharing my thoughts. I love giving my perspective, and I just like to talk. So in doing that, let's go. This is episode four. I'm going to be discussing uh, some current events. Um, I was out for a week uh, due to the flu, and uh I didn't want to come on here and, and be all sounding all congested and, you know, sounding all crazy and stuff like that. But I'm back together now. Everything, everything uh, running smoothly. But let's get into it. Last week was one of the um, craziest weeks that I think I've seen in a very, very, very long time. From Jesse Smullett to R. Kelly to this lieutenant Coast Guard who actually plotted to kill Democrats and journalists and some other liberal uh, media personnel. And man, I don't know what was going on, but. Let's get into it. First off, let's talk about Mr. Jesse Smollett and <laughs> and the the chaos that surrounds this man. And I I wasn't going to cover, I wasn't going to talk about it because that's not why I built this podcast. I didn't I didn't do it for you know blog blogging or uh, what's the word for it where you know, um, gossip. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't do it for that particular thing. But man, this story has political ramifications. It has um, this culture, period. Right, because this man happens to be a black gay man, and um, it's a tragedy. But let's start from the beginning. Um, as you all know, there's been a lot of media coverage over this. So, you know, you probably heard some of what I'm saying a million times already within the last, what, 10 days. But um, Jesse Smollett, um, um, who lives in Chicago, Illinois, where, was uh, going to get some subway at 2 o'clock in the morning and was brutally attacked by two men wearing MAGA hats, screaming, this is MAGA country, nigger. Uh, um, they recognized him from the show Empire, and they brutally beat him, allegedly. And at first, you know, it was a it was a shock to everybody, right? You know, like I I wanted to ride for this guy, you know, because I don't like bullies, I don't tolerate bigotry or anyone. Um, 
attacking anybody because they're just different, right? That's what I that's that's what I you know wanted to do. However, I was the as the hours unfolded, man, we started to hear rumors across the world wide web about all type of stuff. And when the police caught the suspects, a bombshell went off and things started going left. And the suspects who in question, who the, the Chicago PD captured were two Nigerian men who were questioned and released. However, the information they provided to Chicago PD was that Jesse Smollett paid for them to attack him. Yeah. So at that point, everybody started to kind of back off. You still have supporters out there, especially a lot of um, pro-black people who's, you know, wanting more proof and they wanting Jesse himself to come clean and say, yeah, I lied about this and it didn't happen and I'm sorry. And, you know, however, people like myself, it's like, yeah, because from the beginning, it didn't sound right. The lie was just, the story was too perfect, right? You remember as a kid when you got in trouble at home and, you know, the teacher called your school or whatnot and you're on the bus or you're walking home and you try to devise the best lie possible to tell your parents, then when you get in your house, they ask you, what happened today at school? And in your mind, you cover all the bases. You cover, you cross your, you know, you you dot your I's and cross your T's, right? And in your mind, you're saying, like, this is the perfect lie. However, when you speak to your parents and they give you that look and they tell you, boy or girl, I should whoop your ass for thinking I'm stupid. Then I'm going to whoop your ass for being stupid. And that's how I felt, after, you know, when I heard the story. And however, I still reserved, you know, I didn't, you know, I still was ready to ride, but the story was just too perfect, right? All the bases was covered. So, in saying that, fast forward a little bit, you know, these two Nigerian guys, two, you know, guys who work out, you can definitely see that they, they work out. They basically said, yeah, this man paid us to stage this this fight and make it seem like he was being jumped by white nationalists. So 
I'm upset because this man has set black people back about 50 years. He has somehow provoked anger from everybody. Black people, white people, and the LGBTQ community. Even had President Trump himself tweeting when it first happened. And then also when he found out that it was a lie. And I'm like, how can one man set us back this far, that quick? And, you know, if this happens, you know, something like this happens like every 15 years, honestly. You know, people, you know, somebody do something and then they lie about it and, you know, it, it happens, you know. And, you know, and, and unfortunately in, in, in today's times with cancel culture and, you know, cancel, cancel culture and everybody just want to erase you from the face of the earth, you know, when you make a mistake. I don't agree with that. You know, I don't agree with, you know, uh, nobody having to lose their job over a mistake. However, some mistakes are um, irreparable. You know, some mistakes you cannot make. And something like this is going to damage this man for the rest of his life because nobody's really going to really know how to trust him. And should they? You know, if you made this, if you thought of, allegedly, if you thought of this elaborate plot uh, to basically condemn everybody who supports basically MAGA and Donald Trump and you work in Hollywood where you know there's a bunch of Trump supporters and there's a bunch of uh, uh, white people who are conservatives, he's, it's going to be hard for him to have fine work, unfortunately. You know, and the reasoning behind him doing this was kind of strange too, right? He did this because he wanted the network... Um, I don't remember what it, what it is, NBC or one of them, to pay him more money. And, you know, I'm not going to research his, his salary and all that stuff. I really don't care. But if you went this far to get more money, man, what else would you do? You know? And that's the part where I'm kind of drawn back because if you was ready to shit on people, and in this case, that didn't deserve it at this time, man, what what would you do for a dollar? Like, and, <laughs> you know, we live in a world, man, where people sell their souls quick just for a buck. Are they chasing that bag? Ugh. And it looks bad for my boy. But there were so many inconsistencies in in, in, in his story as well. You know, and, and, you know, just coming from, from a street perspective, right? You know, we get into fights. 
everyday beat. We've been hit. We've hit people. These guys were in shape and they were, you know, clearly bigger than him. If this was a so-called hate crime, this man only had one scratch on his body. And he likes skin. I've never seen somebody get jumped and have the perfect scar under their eye. Because you know, if you ever been to a fight and you hit somebody or you get hit, that scar that was under his eye, it it would have looked totally different than that. Because people knuckles, you know, have grooves and stuff like that, and then you hit people at different angles. That looked like a scratch. That looked like he 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 took something and he just did a little, like you know how you apply uh like war paint, like when you're playing football or how ladies put on makeup. That shit like it was drawn on, right? Like it was measured on. It didn't look like something that happened from someone's fist. What I'm trying to say. So there was some irregular, some irregularities, you know, at first. However, you know, um, God bless him. And, um, you know, and I don't know how you come back from something like this. I really don't. You know, you know, people lie every day. You know, people lie on their resumes to get more money. People, people, you know, do things for, you know, more pay, but. What he did is uh, is career destroying. But you know they're going to spend this, and you know they're going to check him into rehab or something, saying he has a problem, or they're going to say he was abusing drugs. They're going to spend this away to make him come out as a, uh, you know, as a, you know, as a as a victim of something else, you know, and. Um, that's that's just the way PR happens, and you know uh, PR goes, and especially with a uh, you know a, a public figure like like himself. So, you know, um, I can go on for this, but I'm not gonna spend too much time on this. Uh, if y'all want me to talk more about it, because I really do have more to say, but I have other things I want to talk about as well. And uh, the next topic is uh, <laughs> Mr. R. Kelly. Now. Hell has frozen over when R. Kelly and Jesse Smollett get arrested in the same week. That shit is crazy. But he's back in the – well, he was back in jail on a million-dollar uh, – I mean, he's back in jail locked up on a million-dollar uh, bond. He got out paying 10%, 100, 100 racks um, for you know the same thing that we've always known about R. Kelly. That I'm hearing there's new tape surfacing from 2000 uh, with the same girl from the 99 tape, 98 tape, you know, unfortunately that I seen. And I personally believe that R. Kelly is going to jail for the rest of his natural life. The climate that we live in today, 
And with the advances in technology as far as social media and how fast people receive information and send information is going to be the reason why he gets locked up. Because the pub the, the public outcry uh, for him to be locked up is enormous. And I'm not sure if there's a, some type of statute of limitations on some of the things that he have done to um, um, underage girls. But they're going to find a way to lock that matter for the rest of his life. And my perspective on this is, I'm not going to lie. You know, I, you know I'm, a, I'm an 80s baby, so I grew up to this man. You know, his, his music is ingrained in my soul. And it was hard at first for me to separate the man from the music. I'm not going to lie. You know, I still have R. Kelly songs that I like. You know, I'm just a Sagittarius and that's just the way, you know, it goes. But, you know, lately I find myself when I'm listening to R&B and one of his songs come on, I don't have the same feeling as I did before. You know, it doesn't it, it doesn't move me the way it was doing, uh, say, eight months ago. And that's because all of this stuff that um, has, has, you know, all the new stuff that has came to light that I didn't know about. Yeah, we know about the Aaliyah stuff. We know about, you know, uh, um, I'm not even going to say I believe, you know, I remember when he went to court for the the uh, girl he peed on in the, in the, on the tape. When he got acquitted, you know, I was like, shit, well, you know, that wasn't him. I, I literally, I really believe that. But, yeah, we knew about the Leah thing. But, you know, I was young too. You know what I mean? So I didn't, you know, uh, I didn't know that that wasn't a, a cool thing to do. You know, I'm sorry. I didn't know that that, was a, that wasn't the right thing to do because I knew girls at that age who were having sex too. So, you know, I just thought that that's just the way it was, you know. But, you know. Now, now, you know, in my, you know, mid-30s, I'm like, man, this man has a problem. This man has a, this man has a problem. And his music just don't sound the same no more to me. And it's sad. It's a tragedy, again, you know, because... I had a hard time separating the man from the music. But in some cases, uh, morally, as people, we have to we have to do these things because if you know we if if not, we really we we really are supporting the very thing that we dislike, you know, and I had to come. I had to come to grips with that. Like I, I can't support this man no more. You know, it, it's tough because you try to listen to an R. Kelly song and not sing along. That's just really hard to do. You know, but but this man has created some very um, unforgivable acts 
with underage girls. And, you know, whatever happens to him will happen to him, you know. But that's that. So next I want to talk about this Coast Guard officer and the lack of media coverage that he's receiving. This man is Lieutenant Christopher P. Hansen from Maryland. They found 15 firearms and more than a hundred, I'm sorry, more than a thousand rounds of ammunition in his house. 49 years old. He's a he's a Coast Guard officer. Um, this man was plotting to kill prominent journalists and Democratic politicians, as well as professors, judges, and what he called leftists in general. And this is coming from the New York Times. So this man had all this artillery wanting to kill some prominent Democratic leaders. I didn't see Donald Trump tweet about this. This was buried in the news cycle behind Art Kelly and Jesse Smollett, purposely. And that's what bothers me about the world that we're living in today and the society and the society that we're living in today. And our our ability to do more 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 than one thing at once. It's like we can't chew gum and walk. Like we can't talk about two or three different things at the same time. We have to hit on one thing that's very popular, talk it to death, and then move, you know, next week something happens and, you know, move on to the next thing. But this is being buried in the news cycle. I'm going to name some people on, on, on this man's list. House of Speaker Nancy Pelosi, Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the great queen, Maxine Waters, Senator Richard Blumenthal, and Senator Blumen. Like, this dude was really plotting to kill these people. And nobody's talking about it. This man is educated. This man is an officer in the military, so he has the means and nobody's given any coverage purposely. And that is wrong with society. We have become a drama field society, you know, with the love and hip hops and the, the basketball this and the football this and the bullshit, 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 bullshit. And that's what we live on now. We live on straight drama. When someone is threatening to kill basically mass murder people on one side of the of the political party the other side buries it now they rather talk about some some washed up R&B singer or some you know or some 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 sitcom guy who lied about being attacked they hide this shit, man. So you guys use your own judgment. Don't be fooled, man. 
do your own research, have your own mind, and stand for something. At the end of the day, man, we we all have to stand for something, right? You know, the old adage is what if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Don't be gullible, man. Don't be sheep out here. This this shit is real that we living in. Before I go, I would like to um um shout out to all the African Americans, the black folk who won Oscar this year, the great Spike Lee, the Queen Regina King, Marcella Ali. Um, Ruthie Carter won. Uh, Hannah Beachler. Uh, no, t- to name some. Um, we still don't need the white man's validation to know that we're great. Um, we're great artists. You know, musicians, actors, um, athletes. We don't need the white people's validation to know that. You know, but support the BET Awards. You know, support the Hip Hop Awards. I want these people to show up to that. Support your own culture, man. You know, these people show up in the Grammys with their nice ga- gowns and suits and tuxes on and, you know, yo, support your own. And that's one of the reasons why black people, we're behind. We're behind. And we're going to remain behind if we don't get our heads out of our, out of our butts and support our own. You know, there's more things to cover, like the you know the Gucci uh, fiasco, the Burberry fiasco, which I love Burberry by the way, but I I can't rock with them no more. You know I didn't really have a lot of Gucci anyways, shit. So I was already boycotting them anyway. <laughs> but I did I do I do have I do have a lot of Burberry, you know. Uh, you got all these designers who don't give a damn about you anyways. Their clothes weren't meant for our black asses. However, black people feel the need when they get money, like buying these high-end brands is a badge of honor or a seal of, a seal of success. And it isn't. It's not. It's just, it's just fabric with a name on it. You know, build your own brand. You know, what happened to the Fubus and the Sean Johns and the, you know, the brands that were for, that, you know, the cross colors. You know, it was for us, by us. Those folded because black people stopped supporting them. You know, that's something that we need to think about as a, as a culture, as a race. Because I'm I'm more aware of things I purchase, 
how I bank, and the things I consume on a day-to-day basis. And I make sure my kids are on that same level as well. But uh, I'm going to keep this. I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. But this has been a a good discussion with you guys. If anybody want me to talk about something particularly, just drop me a voice message. And I promise I'll talk about whatever you guys want. Um, I appreciate you guys. Thank you once again for listening to my podcast, Direct Thoughts, by your host and owner, Thomas Dobson. Please don't forget to donate to the podcast to keep the content rolling and just to keep me motivated because I love what I do. Peace.